Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pointer with me, Jono. And me, Gaz. Uh, we're two friends who love arguing and talking through all things sport, uh, and you can find us on social media uh, at Pointer2 on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, and what a week of sport we've got coming up, Gareth. And a very good weekend we've just had. Uh, we'll talk through it all today from uh, some playoff finals, uh, Championship to, to League Two. Um, we've got not one but two European finals this week, haven't we, Gareth? We certainly um, have. Certainly have. We'll, start, we'll, uh, we'll perhaps start with the uh, chronological one and maybe save the Champions League until the end. Oh, little um, tease. Little tease there, yeah. We've also got a uh, couple of rugby, uh, Premiership rugby semi-finals to talk through and preview the final as well. Uh, and a certain heavyweight champion of the world uh, tries to make a statement in New York, so we'll talk about that too. And uh, perhaps even mention a Giro d'Italia quickly if we get time. Um, but yeah, perhaps let's start with the most current event in the day. Gareth Aston Villa have made it into the Premiership with a, a nervy 2-1 win against uh, Derby. Uh, Derby scoring 10 minutes from the end to set up a nervous last, uh, I say last 10, he went into about 17, didn't he? <laughs> 10 minutes injury time. Um, but yeah, Aston Villa back in the Premiership after a three-year absence. Um, historic club, Gareth, one that's got a, a European Cup to their name. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think they'll come back and survive? Um, oof, uh, yeah, I think I th- I think they, they probably will. Uh, they, like you say, they've got. They certainly know what they're doing in the Premier League. Uh, been there for most of the uh, Premier League um, years. And I think they were. With the, was it them and Everton were the two teams that hadn't been, had never been relegated up to the point that Villa did eventually get relegated. Uh, maybe don't quote me on that stat. And, um, I feel like Arsenal mentioned that quite a lot too. Did they not? Oh, do they? <laughs> but a bit. Uh, okay, maybe that's maybe that's not quite the right stat then. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they. They're one of the old. One of the oldest clubs, I think, aren't they, Villa? Are they 1874? I think they're one of, one of the oldest clubs around. And I think they were in the Prem for a long time, as you say. Yeah, they, um, yeah. So, but, but yeah, so I think they will They will survive. And fair play, I mean, what a, what a playoffs it's been. <laughs> I think each... Um, I don't remember the, the games being... Maybe they're, they're this good each year, but the two semi-finals of both sides, I think, at both times had red cards and goals and, um, and then, yes, yeah, set up a, a good final today and... I think Villa probably were the better side, but, but fair play to uh, to Derby. Um, yeah, big Frank under his oh, sorry, fat Frank in his given his full title uh, under his um, in his first season. Unlucky to take you know took him close again, and um, but he probably needs perhaps needs a few more players maybe for next year. But yeah, fair play to Villa, and yeah, I do think they will survive. Yeah, um, not a bad little move for Dean Smith, has it, uh, either? Um, coming over from Brentford, wasn't it, halfway through the season? Mm-hmm. And uh, taking up to the Premiership. Um, yeah, I think they might all do state too, but certainly a big club and historic club, got a great fan base behind them. Um, yeah, we'll see See where they go now. Gre- obviously, Greenish will be a key man. He's, he does seem like he's been a through and through, but you could see bigger clubs coming for him than, than Villa. Uh, will they be able to keep people off him? And then. As we said with other clubs, you've just got to spend your money wisely, haven't we? Easy thing to say, not a hard thing to do. Yeah, um, I mean, Wolves, yeah. Wolves have shown the way though, haven't they? Um, both Wolves and Fulham, I suppose, have shown opposite, polar opposites this season. Of One had to spend your money wisely and the other one had not to. So, uh, yeah, yeah, like you say, Grealish is probably going to stay, isn't he? So, they're, they're, kind of, they're, you know, they're well set up. They're Arguably, they're, you know, often fans always say, oh, well, Leeds or Forest or... Derby or Villa, you know, they always say, oh, you know, we're, we're a Premiership team, and, and in Villa's case, they probably are a, a Premier League team, really. They, they can say they've been there long enough, they've got a European Cup to the name. Um, Agreed. A big, uh, well, a decent stadium that used to be used for England games and used to be even used for FA Cup semi finals and stuff, didn't it? So it's, yeah, it's uh, it probably is a, a team that should be in the uh, in the big time. 
Yeah, agreed. And uh, yeah, congrats to Villa fans. And uh, yeah, good luck next season. We'll see you up there. Uh, congratulations also to Tramia. Uh, I gave it a pretty yeah. follow. Um, and also Charlton. I gave it a bit more. Uh, Charlton v Sunderland. It, it didn't quite live up to the uh, memories of their previous was it four all tie back in mm. late 1999. Yeah, um, but they was uh, perhaps as dramatic as ending as uh, Charlton scored in the very last minute of injury time, 94th minute winner. Um, to, to break Sunderland's fans' heart, and uh, yes, uh, so Charlton and a club that have had a pretty rough run in terms of getting some uh, some pretty terrible owners in. But, um, yeah, we made things just worse and worse at the club. They've now got themselves a promotion, uh, and it, it did look quite jubilant celebrations in Wembley. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see Charlton back in the Championship next season, and uh, yeah, maybe they can follow Villa's lead and try and get up there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's another team that probably uh, should be a bit higher than than the uh, the current league that they're in. Um, and yeah, the, the tra- just touching on the tram here, I, I followed a little bit of the tram. It's uh, Mike Dean's team, isn't it? He's been there's lots of photos going around <laughs> in uh, on I, social I did media see them, yeah. <laughs> of him uh, celebrating vigorously in the in the second uh, semi final and then again in the uh, in the final. Um, so Mike Dean getting himself centre of uh, all the headlines again. Well done. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they they went through on a, in a last minute um, last minute of injury time, 119th minute uh, winner against Newport. Again, Fair play, there'll be a break in Newport Tart, but uh, but yeah, good to see Tramia back up, back to back promotions for for Tramia as well. So good to see that for the team who I, I always remember them in the nineties. Anyway, when I was growing up, used to be always in the what would have been Division One back then. So yeah, nice to see them going back up the, the divisions. Yeah, no same. They were uh, yeah, a decent side back then. They were a very solid uh, championship. And like you say about Charlton, I think yeah, maybe, maybe not Premiership side Charlton at all in terms of size, but um, but yeah, probably bigger than League One. So just um, just imagine yeah. if they've not got rid of uh, Alan eh? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, not living far from Charlton Gareth. I still have Charlton fans who wonder about that decision. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll get one of them on here at some point. Uh, you never know, you never know. Uh, we'll uh, move on then to uh, the Europa League final, Gareth. Um, yeah, two different questions, but let's uh, start off with who, who do you think will win, and then we can perhaps move on to, do you think a final being in Baku, somewhere that's east of uh, Saudi Arabia, which is good for the game. But uh, yeah, we'll start with whichever question you want, actually. Do you think it's good for the game, or, or do you want to start with who do you think is going to win the tie? Uh, start on the positive, shall we? Um, the actual game itself. I, I think. I think Arsenal win. Um, if as long as they play Lacazette and Aubameyang, uh, I think they've got enough. They've got enough firepower there to, to really trouble Chelsea. And I think if he, Chelsea and Arsenal, to an extent, I suppose, are both gettable. Um, they both. Neither of them are particularly strong in defence. Um, but I think if uh, if you put real pressure on Chelsea, uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, I think Arsenal have got the. Got wherewithal to, to win there. I know that Mkhitaryan won't be playing. That's probably leading on to the second part of the question. But um, but, uh, but yeah, they've still got plenty of players who can unlock defences. And um, is Ramsey back or is he still injured? I think he's out, isn't he? I think he's his last game. Uh, I see N'Golo Kante. He's probably out though. It looks like for Chelsea, which is is a blow in terms of you talking about being solid and being uh, being defensive. But that's um, yeah, having. I assume they'll play Cotter. Yeah, it's not going to be lost the streak, is it? Because he got injured uh, the other week, didn't he? <laughs> he, got, um, he got injured in a, a game they played what, like two days after the end of the season when they played a, uh, some sort of friendly into an American team or something, wasn't it? Um, something that was just a, a, more of a PR thing than, uh, than yeah. anything. But 
Uh, yeah, and he got injured in it, which all seems bonkers, really. But uh, a bad one too. He's out for about six months. It sounds like. Yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey's travelling, but he's uh, he's out. Oh. It's good of him to travel then. Um, yeah, Bellerin's going over too, apparently. Uh, but more than most Arsenal fans from San Diego. Returned some tickets, haven't they? <laughs> uh, both clubs have returned a lot of tickets. They didn't have big allocations to begin with, which probably probably does lead us on to our second question. Uh, and I, 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 well, we'll come on to that in a sec, but I, I think uh, I probably agree with you, to be fair. I think Arsenal should have a bit too much. Uh, I, I think you've got to start over and like, like I said, haven't you both uh, yeah. scored? Um, yeah, scored certainly in the knockout ties. And yeah, I think you, you've got to try and show a bit of ambition and put the tack on. Um, yeah, it could, could hopefully be a good final because no, no, neither side's defence impresses you particularly. Um, Sorry, it sounds he's, he's quite close to Juventus' job, so you wonder if his head will be turned, how much mm-hmm. he did it, or, or at the same time he could be motivated to go out on a high after quite a weird season. Uh, finished third, but has a lot of fans who don't seem to like him. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see, and, and Emery's obviously been to this stage before, and won three Europa League finals before. Um, yeah. I suppose so, that, 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 you know, that, that's a big feather in Arsenal's cap, isn't it? The, you know, the gaffer who knows, knows what it's like to win finals. Uh, won one against us as well, didn't he? Um, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, I, th- I think yeah, I think it's made for for Arsenal this uh, to get themselves into the Champions League. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be an Arsenal win. But yes, it also sounds like it's final made for for not watching. As we say, both clubs have returned a few thousand of their six thousand allocation. Um, we've got uh, I was thinking to an Arsenal fan who was telling me it was it was over a grand to get out there on a flight. Um, or you, a lot of people are getting flights, or the few are going getting flights to uh, Tur- Turkey and then driving over. Apparently, um, I think I saw something. It's a thirteen. If you drove non-stop, it was a thirteen-day drive uh, from well from London. Um, yeah, just nuts, isn't it? It is, and you've also touched on the fact that Mkhitaryan is not playing due to some uh, old uh, Armenia Azerbaijan disputes over at land. He doesn't feel safe going, so. What do you think? Do you think it's good that they're taking a game to, to a new frontier, or, uh, I, or should like, we just stick every? I, well, I like the thought process. There's some, there is, there's a there's kind of a school of thought of like we should just see who's in the final and then put it in a, in a stadium that's equivalent size. But the chances are it's always going to be a big, big teams in the final. So you're always going to end up just putting it in the what one of the big five nations really. You put probably somewhere in England, um, Spain, France. Germany or um, or Italy, but uh, so I like the idea that they are trying to take it to to other countries. Um, but it's got to be other countries. The, the criteria should be that the um, infrastructure is there for to, to have to host a, a, such a big final, such a big event. Um, I, I don't understand why. Uh, it's the same with the, the, the Champions League final. I don't understand why that's in the second biggest stadium in in Madrid. What, You've got it to Madrid, so just put it in the biggest stadium. Well, I don't, I don't understand why put it in the second biggest. It's just bonkers to me. And the same with, same with this one. You've got a final. All right, it could have been Leon and somebody else that got there, but you know they've still got to travel all that way. Um, but just put it in a place that, that's got the infrastructure to cope with a mass input of fans. Oh yeah, maybe they could cope with it. Just it's, can you get there though? For yeah, well, majority of fans, it's just it's becomes it's just miles. <laughs> Literally, it's a five and a half thousand mile round trip apparently for the London fans. Well, um, one of the, one of the justifications of only giving six thousand was that um, they don't know that the infrastructure can cope with uh, that many people coming into the airport. 
from from uh, from Britain or just just coming to the airport. Oh really? Did, yeah, didn't that was didn't one know of that. The reasons they gave. Uh, but then they're hosting the or they're one of the hosts for the 2020 European Championship finals or however that's working. Um, so yeah, just it just just all seems it's a tick box exercise, isn't it? That seems to have gone really really wrong this time. Um, they've just not thought it through. I mean, you could probably say that point to each year. There's the stadiums that they use. You think they've not thought it through, but this one seems probably the biggest uh, blunder of them all. It's tick box always, uh, always uh, more underhand, and it's uh, yeah, we, we FIFA have moved on in corruption, but uh, UEFA have taken a place, or someone's got a backhander <laughs> somewhere. Uh, as we draw on another uh, big oil producer, uh, it wouldn't shock me if there's some backhanders going across here, there, and everywhere, and it yeah, just. I don't know, can, quite a few bits of football now. You've got the last World Cup, which actually ended up being a very good World Cup. Um, you've got the Qatar World Cup, which seems like a farce. You've got finals like this. It just, yeah, um, money definitely talks in football now, doesn't it, in terms of where you're getting a location to. Um, and, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it necessarily has to be in Wembley, uh, the Bernabeu, uh, the San Siro, etc. each time. But, at the, yeah, at the same time, some, somewhere that seems... You know, a bit more European, like one of the one of the, one of the nations that have been in there for multiple years, uh, well, there's, there's like, lo- I mean, multiple decades. Yeah, there's there's loads of teams. So you've got Holland, Belgium, um, Poland. There's, there's loads of places that are around that are around Europe that all right, haven't got the um, the team, the biggest leagues, but they've all got big stadiums, like national stadiums that would, would be fine. So they're used to holding international games, and um, yeah, just it just seems potty. Uh, that they're, they're doing doing this, but like you say, it's probably driven by um, by underhand tactic, or underhand money. Yeah, unfortunately so. So it actually sounds like we're in agreement there, Gareth. We think Arsenal win, and yeah, don't bring up put a final on Baku again for quite some time. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on, then we'll come we'll come to the uh, other European final later. But uh, we'll go we'll go across to the rugby and um, in a big surprise, as we haven't been saying it for months and months and months. Exeter and uh, Saris. Both, uh, both dominated really on Saturday, didn't they? Um, is both, it? Uh, yeah, just gone. to say, we, we we joke about it. We've been saying it for months and months and months, and it's happened. And it didn't just it wasn't just two close games. Was they both were forty points to somewhere in the teams. Um, Forty-four nineteen for Saris and forty-two twelve for Exeter. Yeah, um, so they, were, they were absolute trouncings, which again surprises no one. So it makes you think, well, what? What's the point of this structure then? What what what, what are we gaining from it? So question to you, back, question back to you. <laughs> what, oh, here we go. What, what should they, um, should should the Premiership be looking at something different? If it was this obvious, it was going to happen, uh, or are we just happy that it just gives us an extra game and the TV money can sort of come in a bit more? So are you meaning like perhaps the semi should be in neutral locations rather than at the home ground to the top two? Yeah, not such a big advantage to to two teams who are clearly the best two teams in the league, and um, yeah, everyone knew they were going to be in the final. So just try and I don't know, maybe maybe you can't, maybe you just have a final, then maybe don't forget the the semis. Although I suppose that that cheapens the end of the uh, the end of the league season, doesn't it? Uh, well, I suppose what would, if you they are going to they're not going to change playoffs anytime soon. So no. what would what would be the reward for coming first or? Or fourth, I suppose. What the, what the reward be? Um, that said, I don't mind the idea of new show, but I mean, then you could say if I'm Series or Exeter fan, I say our sides are consistently produced and better than everyone else. Why should we be penalised when 
It's for the other size to catch up, isn't it? Yeah, true. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really got an answer for this. I don't, that's why I gave you the question. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, um, I don't think... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it, you know, they've been out three out of the last four finals, and the one year they didn't was when they got each other in the semis, and it was a big series for the uh, one and only time in another cracking game. And these weren't terrible games for periods. Gloucester did take a lead against series. Um, so that, that was a game for about two minutes until Sarri's truck straight back. Uh, and Northampton will probably be the more disappointing ones. They were uh, got it back to 14-12, I think it was, so, um, in the first half. And then on the stroke of half-time, they had a pass that was going to send Ryanak, their player of the year, in for a, a pretty clear try, and he knocked it on. Mm. And they would have had a, had a lead going in, so that could have been interesting. But then, yeah, it sort of came and rolled out second half. But... Yeah, I don't know what you mean, but I think it's for the other other clubs to, to try and catch up, really, and to, to make smart decisions. Saris and Exeter have both been built off a very strong cause themselves, uh, which they've supplemented with some very good signings around. They're both very well-run clubs, and mm. um, you know they're not the two biggest clubs in, in terms of you know uh, fans size or anything. They've both put themselves up nicely, and you know a side like Leicester has got the you know the highest, uh, the biggest attendance generally in the league. Um, finish eleventh if we can't get our acts together. So, um, yeah, I mean, in Saris, I suppose, probably come across as slightly more dodgy, and there's a lot of rumours about how their salary cap works and how they've got, um, you know, various players with various businesses linked to the club, which all sounds rather dodgy, but it's probably it's, it's, it's probably legal, but it's, it doesn't sound particularly in the spirit of the game mm. or in the spirit of the salary, salary cap. But no. um, at the same time, they've both probably got more money in the salary cap because they, you get credits for producing your own players, and they've both done that to the to great degrees. Uh, so yeah it's a shame um, but Gloucester and Northampton have both had seasons to be proud of and both developing so hopefully they can kick that on and go from there but, yeah, too. <laughs> but, but at the end of the season you got Daly going to Saracens and Hogg going to Exeter yeah the rich get richer it looks like um, mm. but um, yeah I suppose Sar- Sarri's are kind of the city of their sign at the moment aren't they and they're always going to be always around there and dom- oh, very dominant um, yeah we'll see but I'm, I'm, if you, I think you, if you're going to do playoffs, you do. There doesn't seem to need to be a reward for coming higher. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, we're talking about expanding the game. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, one, one, one final, one semi in the north, one semi in the south, maybe, and, and try and work it that way. But um, yeah, we well, you go back to the league being the league. Um, but cool. we've we've got this final. We've got the two great teams. Who wins Saturday? Um, I go with Exeter. I think oh, uh, I like it. Yeah, Tarry's are, are probably favourites. Are they just? Um, although Exeter finished ten points on them in the end, wasn't it? Or maybe more. Maybe it was, points. yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was over ten. Uh, but and yeah, and, and Tarry's have probably got the momentum, and they've already got uh, the European Cup, and um, yeah, there was a, there was patches where they did drop points. With um, it was earlier in the season, and perhaps when uh, the, the internationals weren't always playing. But. Uh, but yeah, Exeter, Exeter are kind of the the fans' favourite, aren't they? Um, if, you, if you don't support either team, you probably want Exeter to win. Um, there is a bit of grumblings about against uh, Saris and that they don't quite do things uh, above board, uh, which is yet to be proven. But, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Exeter win. I, I think they play slightly the more expansive rugby. Mm, that, may, that may be a claim. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, although I suppose from a Welsh perspective, uh, Liam Williams plays for Sarri, so maybe maybe I'd like to see Liam win. Um, but no, no, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick Exeter. 
I like that. Um, I don't agree though. Uh, expensive. Yeah, I don't know if that's the Exeter either. They they play a very yeah. uh, traditional, just very they very phase oriented. Oh, and they're very good at what they. Both sides are very very good at what they do, and that's why they're um, class outfits really in terms of. Yeah, they um, Saris suffocate you. They kind of I think the common uh, Nick Mullins quite often calls them the anaconda in their defence. They just have a very <laughs> high line speed. They make you make mistakes, and then they pounce on them. Uh, Exeter just keep rumbling, just. Yeah, just drive you into the ground, really. Um, but yeah, I think I'd rather see Exeter winning than if you had one. They've only won one time. Where Saris have won the last three of the four, and they've all Saris also won three of the last four Heineken Cups. So they they are the class class outfits. It would be nice to see them upset. Um, but yeah, a lot of Saris big boys are firing on on all cylinders at the moment. You've got the is, the, is, uh, is Macko back. No, Macko's out for the. Mm. He's out until possibly the World Cup now, isn't he? He's mm. got quite bad his injury. Um, I mean, I know that doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really affect Saris that much. They bring in uh, South African lad, don't they? But I think they've got Cock and Warner, yeah, or they've, yeah, uh, or Cock, yeah, they play Cock. No, Cock plays on the tight ends. They have there. They've got a Samoan lad, I think, who plays on the blue set at the moment. All right. Um, but they've still got, you know, they've got the strength behind of Cruz and, and Skelton, who looks a reborn player, and then they play Hitoji out on the flank. Uh, Billy Benapoe is starting to look back to his, his best, really, um, and he's a, he's a driving force. And then uh, Brad Barrett got injured at the weekend, uh, went off early. I've not seen his status for the final, but he is kind of one of their leaders in, in definitely one of their leader in defence, really. And, um, yeah, the sort of, with the heartbeat of the side, and, the, you know, he's not a player who goes off and plays internationals uh, for England anymore. Um, so yeah, if he's out, it's, it's going to be quite quite a loss for him, I think. Um, but yeah, I think Sarah. Sarah's a seven point favourites, by the way, which I oh, thought right. was uh, that's, that's quite a quite lot. A, quite quite a lot, I thought. Yeah, as well. Um, I'm off there, off the tricking them on Saturday, so I hope it will be a closer game. But yeah, I think I think Sarah's probably win by about about five points. I'd say probably about by that try. Um, oh, so, but so, yeah. we, so we might have a, a little plug. We might have uh, uh, two pints on the tap then. I think we could do some on tap action, yeah. Don't see why not. Um, yes, yeah, let's hear, hear the atmosphere coming from from HQ. Um, but yeah, good luck to Exeter on Saturday. Uh, and then later on Saturday, Gareth, late, late, late on Saturday, early morning, Sunday for us, really, Gareth. Uh, Anthony Joshua, the uh, heavyweight champion of the world, three of the four belts. Uh, yeah, famous, going for his first fight outside of uh, the UK. He's off to New York um, to fight. It was meant to be Jarrell Miller, New York's own, but uh, Jarrell Miller started taking every drug under the sun, um, so he got banned, and he's a uh, late replacement, Andy Ruiz Jr., who uh, he's got quite a handy record, but perhaps doesn't look the part of a fight of a muscle-bound boxer the way AJ does. Um, so yeah, Joshua's over there. Um, what, what does he need to do Saturday to take America by storm? To be, to be the biggest UK export since the Beatles, Gareth. <laughs> well, um... I think he's got to uh, he's got to do something different to what uh, well for the British point of view I suppose he's got to do something better than Calzaghi. Um but yeah for the uh, Calzaghi beating the uh, the fellow who said uh, I'll never lose to a white boy um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah sorry moving, moving back but far off from the British place point of view he, he's got to do something bigger for me or he's got to do something sensational because that's what Wilder did two two weeks ago um, so I imagine Wilder's kind of the talk of the town at the moment in uh, that that uh, knockout that we talked about last week uh, against Brazil. So I think he, I think Joshua's got to do something. I'm not saying he's got to knock him out inside a minute or two minutes or whatever it was that Wilder did, but he's got to um, he's got he's got to do something. He's got to be very impressive against um, 
Ruiz, and, it, and it's difficult because whatever he does is almost onto a lose-lose situation that people will just say, oh, well, it was only Ruiz and he was brought in six weeks before the fight and he, he wasn't even, even when Miller went, he wasn't the first choice initially, there was other choices being banded around and then eventually, it's almost like they eventually found him. Uh, and I'll probably be one of those people saying all those kind of things. Uh, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> but um, but no, I think he, I think he has got to do something. Um, yeah, quite impressive in the first couple of rounds uh, for me. So uh, you basically an early stoppage knockout type thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be. Um, I think if he, um, if, he, if he goes too too far deep into the into the fight, I think people just say that he can't get get rid of the bloke. And, um, yeah, I think it, the longer the fight goes on, the more pressure comes on to uh, onto Joshua, because uh, I think he'll get more and more criticised. I don't, I don't think yeah, he'll, I don't uh, think he'll lose by any any stretch. By the way, uh, it's just a matter of when he can knock Ruiz out. Yeah, no, I think he'll, he'll definitely win. Uh, it's just yes, it's it's going to be hard to get that um, picture perfect knockout that would be ideal for him in terms of the, the punches that the Wilder landed on Brazil. You need quite a lot to go right for you quite at once, um, and he, he probably doesn't doesn't hit as hard as Wilder anyway. He does hit bloody hard though. Um, Josh really de- definitely. I think it's a very probably the best finisher in the division in terms of once he's got someone hurt, he go he, he does kill. Um, it's just whether he can get Ruiz out. And, uh, yeah, I think he does want to. I don't think it has to be first round. Um, I think he ideally want it in the first three or four. Really, um, I think if it goes past six, seven, he's starting to. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be nice to watch him box a bit for the American audience, but I think we want to. He wants to uh, clean out early and then you know get on the mic and, and maybe not call Wilder out because that kind of hasn't been the recent tone in their negotiations and things sound like they're a bit closer. So I don't think he wants to try and you know mug off Wilder in any which way, but more just get out and say let's. I assume Wilder's probably going to be there. He was talking last week like he might not have been, um, mm. but I'm, I'm guessing that they'll drag him there. Apparently, yeah, they will. It, apparently, his negotiator has been talking to, to Zone again. Who sounds like the Zone very who are the American broad, well not broadcaster. They're a, a online platform, aren't they? Mm. Um, who who are putting a hell of a lot of money into boxing at the minute, um, and they have already offered Wilder a deal that he, he turned down for the Joshua for a two-part Joshua package, um, and perhaps quite rightly because he might well have uh, put the valuation up and. And Joshua mop it up all the more if they fight this week. But yeah, I think I'd like to see him knock him out. And I think he will knock him out quite early. I don't, I don't think he'll be first. Maybe maybe fourth, I think he'll uh, finish him, um, would be my prediction. Might have a little uh, few quid on that. Um, but he doesn't. I don't think Ruiz is a mug, and I think just because he's a bit tubby, people are underrating him, underestimating him. He's only lost one fight, and that was to, to Joseph Parker, fought another former Joshua victim, and that was a, a bit of a disputed decision in uh, Parker's backyard. So it, he's not an idiot. He took some time off to. To build a house for his family and stuff like that as well, didn't he? Did he take, like, take eighteen months or so off off from boxing? Did he have that long off? Did he? I think it was eighteen months. Eighteen um, months. Well, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Hey, he's got a few decent names on his record, but he's probably fought most of them a bit past their best. So he's um, he's not a muppet, and he, he's probably going to. Uh, I think he'll probably tuck up quite low and try and avoid the worst of what Joshua throws at him. Um, but yeah, regardless, Joshua's going to be the, the, the stronger, uh, heavier-handed man. He needs to he's the champion. Uh, he is trying to make a name for himself. Don't don't go looking and uh, do anything too stupid, but certainly do go in there aggressive and put the pressure on early. Because mm. um, I don't think he has been as aggressive in his last few fights as he probably was early on. Um, and yeah, his last fight, Povetkin, was a very impressive stoppage, but he did get, did get hurt himself in the first round. Um, and yeah, the, the Parker fight was probably the... Uh, and the second fight before that probably two of the more boring ones of his career. 
mm-hmm. in terms of, um, and, and they're not easy fighters. Um, he's up at the top drawer here, but yeah, weren't easy ones to put away. So he's, um, yeah, the early sort of vintage of back in the with Charles Martin when he won the title, we just destroyed him. Uh, Dillian White, yeah, that was that was more of a scrap, but he still stopped White in impressive fashion. Uh, obviously, Klitschko was was a back and forth brilliant fight. Um, yeah, we'd like to see him just cut up. Yeah, I'd like to see him come in and make reasonably short work of Ruiz. Uh yeah, and then, then get the wild negotiations going and we 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 can talk, we've talked about that already and we can talk about that again. But yeah. while they are actually fighting for a, a nice change, let's watch them fight. Um and yeah hopefully Joshua uh, takes America by storm. It's some interesting um, facts on that undercard as well, isn't there? Katie Taylor's Callum on Smith the there, isn't Callum he? Smith. Um, yeah, um Josh, no, Callum Smith, on uh, Jeff Weiss is out there yeah, too. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, Coyle. Well, yeah, part of, um, yeah, I suppose, uh, Matt Froome's big move into the States, isn't it? Uh, yeah, trying to sure. Trying to take it take it over. Yeah, Kate Taylor is, uh, yeah, she's Irish and she, she should be big news in New York, of course. Mm. Um, yeah, Tommy Coyle's fighting as well, isn't he, against Chris Algieri. So, it'd be a good card all round. I think, um, yeah, not a bad bit to spend your money on. Callum Smith. Well, Callum Smith seems a weird fight to make over there, but... Um, it doesn't seem that he's going after an American to try and line himself up with. So not not as in, not as sure why Callum Smith's gone over there. Uh, apart from maybe just to extend his name, if he's going to try and maybe find one of the Mexican champions. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think if you're boxing, you've got a chance to find Madison Square Garden uh, on a huge card. You've, you've got to take it, really, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, as I say, not to criticise Callum Smith, it just doesn't quite seem. I'm not quite sure what the plan is there, but I'm sure Eddie has got one. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, good luck to all. We'll, uh, we'll see how the card goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perhaps before we get to the uh, Champions League final game, we could have a quick chat about the Giro d'Italia when we uh, chatted last week. Uh, Roglic was, was sitting ominously, but he's. Struggle might be a bit of a strong word, but he, he's lost a bit of time, hasn't he? He isn't quite in the dominant position we might have thought he would be by now, as uh, Richard Carapes has uh, taken some time off in the last couple of stages. Yeah, he's, he's had about sort of an odd couple of days, really, uh, Roglic. Um, I mean, yesterday was. Compounded by the fact that he, he had a mechanical uh, when they were uh, going up one of the on the last uh, one of the last hills, and then um, well his his team car would normally be there or thereabouts, but apparently one of their uh, one of their members of the team car needed a uh, a comfort break, so they pulled over, and when they pulled over, obviously that's the time when they were needed. So there was a bit of a delay in getting him um, a, a bike there, and even then he had to use somebody else's bike, and it was all a bit of a mess really, but. Ended up I bet he was popular with uh, Roglic when he got back to the uh, <laughs> team hotel later. Um, yeah, it just seemed a bit odd, really. You know, you know that that last kind of time of the race is going to be quite intense. What, you know, go in a bottle or something, or you know, <laughs> go and uh, go a bit earlier in the, in the race. But uh, anyway, you know, each to their own. I suppose that they had their, their reasons, um, and it did cost uh, Roglic a bit because he he then descended on his, so his mate's bike which was going to be slightly set up differently um, and he, uh, as he was descending hard after Nibley he uh, he went over the barrier oh, well, he kind of caught himself on the barrier uh, which could have been looked at, I mean you can only see this, sort of the angle of the car but it looked like it could have been quite a, a big drop the other side but um, yeah, managed to catch himself uh, hanging on to the uh, on the barrier, got back on his bike and yeah, he's lost uh, lost a bit of time now, uh, but fair play to uh, Carapaz. That was a that was a cracking uh, a cracking ride. Yeah, stage before he uh, well, by both stages looked impressive, but the stage before he won the stage and he stage fourteen yeah. in a yeah one one from attacking on his own, didn't he? For quite quite some distance. Mm. Um, and yeah, now up to the Mobby Star boys. He's got Lander in his team, who's I think he's fifth overall, isn't he, Lander? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Nib- uh, yeah. He's, so Carapaz is 47 seconds ahead of Roglic with Nibali uh, another minute back from, from Roglic from there and then Lander's at 3 minutes 15 from uh, from Carapaz so uh, yeah if, if Lander can perhaps help support and the rest of them will be star team you wonder if they can try and break Roglic because you'd assume that Roglic is going to make some time back in the time time trial coming up mm. um, yeah, and yeah it's the it's the multi they're having a rest day today aren't they and is it yeah. the, the Mori top Tolo the big climb tomorrow I'll, I'll I'll bow to your superior knowledge on the uh, pronunciations of the of these clients. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm not going to go with superior knowledge on that, Gareth. But it's, it's an attempt to throw. But quite quite a famed uh, Giro climb. It sounds like it could be rather brutal tomorrow. So perhaps a further chance for Carapaz to make more time, or perhaps Roglic can answer and uh, attack with his own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Nibali, the uh, the Italian himself, still going strong. Um, yeah, ex winner of the Tour de France and. Uh, expand as well for uh, illegal substances as, as many of the cyclists have but yeah perhaps he could spring in a sack and see how they go mm. um, so yeah nice to see Roglic not dominating I think really but with um, there's still a long way to go and he only takes one stage for to completely destroy someone they, they could drop um, out of the field Simon Yates is uh, also in terms of British hopes he's after a very disappointing start he's picked back up he's up into eighth isn't he five minutes back he, he's probably not looking at the win you wouldn't think um, you'd have to probably have too many people to fall apart for that but but could he perhaps attack for the podium, do you think? Well, or maybe top five? He's got nothing to lose, really, has he? Um, so, yeah, he did a bit of this yesterday, but he was... I suppose that he was just attacking willy-nilly, and, um, and weirdly, Roglic started going with him a couple of stages back, which, you know, I thought he had such a lead over Yates, I didn't think he'd follow Yates, but um, still obviously sees Yates as a bit of a threat. Um, but hopefully Yates is doing sort of the, the opposite of what he did last year when he kind of... Did really well for the first two weeks and then capitulated in the last. Hopefully Yates has been sort of poor the first couple of weeks and he's saved it all up for the last week and um, yeah he'll make it a, an, an assault on the uh, on the top three. Yeah, uh, we'd like to see him. Yeah, it's not been a great start, but um, but yeah, Yates has been in the opposite position before, hasn't he? We've had a great first couple of weeks and then falling apart late on. So hopefully he can turn it around a bit this time. But yeah, the win that he perhaps hoped for at the start is, is looking very far away. I think. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it can, can only take one crash and if it can change in cycling. So, who knows? Mm. Um, we do also have the start of the Cricket World Cup this week. But if you want a more uh, in-depth talk on that, listen to uh, last week's pod, the two-pointer down under, where I talked to uh, our good friend Kale from uh, from Australia, Western Australia, about uh, all that went on in the oldest uh, preview of the Cricket World Cup. So if you want some more of that, which starts on Thursday, England v South Africa, have a listen to that. Um, and just point yeah, out Gareth, that, that, just point out that was done pre uh, England Australia in the warm up game, which is uh, which is probably good. Yeah, it wasn't the best that uh, we did lose. Yeah, managed to lose into a, a fairly weak score that I thought was we were going to see off comfortably, but but we didn't. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll just say it's, it's a warm up game. And we, we beat Afghanistan today, Gareth, so we're fine enough on. <laughs> but you know, I, 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 I was joking. It was a really good uh, podcast you did with Kay last week. That was uh, yeah, very informative and um, yeah quite good you both having a bit of a back and forth uh, about chances of the World Cup so yeah definitely listen to that if you're uh, if you're interested in the World Cup Thank you Colin and yeah we'll uh, perhaps come back to you uh, perhaps phoning Cow uh, part way through the tournament again as uh, this Cricket World Cup is going on forever um, yeah starts this week and goes on until middle of July um, so yeah perhaps we'll uh, come back part way through and see where it's all at uh, but Gareth you might argue during this whole podcast we have been burying the lead we've been keeping quiet on the biggest game of the week uh, <laughs> probably the biggest uh, that's the biggest game in sport all year, really. Uh, the Champions League final is also always a colossal tie, um, and perhaps even more interesting than it usually is for uh, for two Brits. In that, uh, it's an all 
All English final. Uh, and even more interesting for you, Gareth, your club is there for the second year in a row. Um, although uh, perhaps in a contrast this year, you're the favourites this year. Uh, quite dominant favourites, I think, really. And um, yeah, a lot of people would seem to say it's yours to lose. Um, we had two of the greatest semi-finals ever, undoubtedly, in the semis. Uh, can can this final live up to that? And uh, and how would that happen? And where does where does the final end up? Where is, is the trophy going to London or is it going back to Liverpool? Um, well, <laughs> surprisingly enough, I think it's coming to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't have seen that coming, Gareth. We would not have seen that prediction coming. Um, yeah, uh, well, if, if, if the, the final's half as good as either of those semi-finals, then, um, then we're in for a, a cracking game. Uh, but I think, yeah, I thought about this last night. Initially, I was quite nervous, thinking, I don't know, Spurs, we've beaten them twice already this season, that, you know, they owe us one. And I thought about, you know, Kane coming back. Sounds like he's he's, he's ready and ready and fit to uh, to come back on the weekend. Is that a bad thing for us? Um, he's um, he's an, he's announced himself as fit, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Today he said it, and Pochettino was was a little quiet on whether he'd start or not. Um, mm. But certainly a good option to have if you play him off the bench or if you start him. Yeah, I, to, be, to be honest, um, I think I prefer him starting just because he's um, he's not he's, well, he's not obviously not played any football for what, three months, two months. No, maybe not as long yeah, as quite some time now. Um, but yeah, so he's not been playing football. He's Spurs, I think, a bit better with better as a team, or more of a threat as a team um, when he's not there, um, because he's the foc- Well, he ends up being the focal point, and um, Son sometimes gets dropped for him. And uh, I think Spurs offer more threat when when he's not there. Having said that, I think he's very he's a very good player, Kane, and Spurs as a tend to use their use Trippier more when when Kane's playing and. Um, I think Trippier, if he's got, well, we saw it in the World Cup last year, but he's got a wand of a foot on him, and if uh, if he's got somebody like Kane there to aim balls in, then uh, that's going to be uh, a huge, huge asset to them. Um, but I, I, I just think, I know I'm going to be biased, but I think we're better than we're better. We've got well, keepers are probably both both very good keepers, but um, we're, we're better in defence than them. Uh, we've got a the midfield is probably the closest, but I think we probably just edge it in midfield. Uh, and up front, I think we've got more options, uh, attacking-wise, or we got more goals in us uh, in our front three than than they have, um, which probably means that we're going to lose convincingly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think what what does play into Spurs' hands is that we've had this three-week gap since uh, the end of the um, Premier League. Um, Liverpool have gone on a what was it, a ten-game unbeaten run uh, in the Premier League, and you know that. That momentum. If it had been a week later, you'd have fancied Liverpool to keep going. Uh, Spurs were a bit of an indifferent end to the season, more focused on the Champions League. Um, but that gap, I think, helped Spurs regroup. Spurs were looking tired as well in the last few games. And um, the, other, the other thing that does help them with the, with the gap is that Kane's obviously fit. And uh, yeah, the, the gap probably helps them more than more than uh, more than us. Yeah, I think so. It's gonna. Um, yeah, it's weird because you, you think your your club put such a um, an emphasis really on the league this year. It's such a, an emotional roller coaster for you. It was um, your fans were as excited as you've been for for donkey's years really. And then you you know you had a chance all the way up until the last game of the season. Um, you know your best chance since the Gerard slip, and it was just and you you have your best. Your best ever Premiership club, really, wasn't it? In terms of you know ninety-seven mm. points and all that, and, and playing some football and just trouncing team after team after team, and not yeah, not really 
you, well, you lost one game all season, didn't you? So, yeah. yeah um, but you put so much into that and then you didn't quite get there and it's not to not to criticise you or to say that it's a, I'm sure every Liverpool fan was very proud of that effort but I suppose could it be such a like an emotional letdown that that you, you kind of you, you're spent or, or is this, I suppose that the flip side of that is has have you given you a chance to regroup and to refocus your energies on on this um, I, yeah I agree you, your sort of analysis that it is, is better man you are better side man for man Um but then we know how you play, don't we? You're going to come out um, all guns blazing, pressing very high. And Spurs, probably not quite the vintage of the, a couple of years ago when they were, they still do press Spurs. I don't think they're quite as all energy as they were. Um, and they've been a sort of this size change a bit all season with the different injuries they've had. So it'll be interesting to see how he sets up and what does he put Kane and yeah, how does he fit Son and Moore and Eriksen around that and who does he play in his midfield options. Um, Harry Winks is, is yeah, a maybe for the fitness down, isn't he? Um, mm. Yeah, does does Pochettino try and perhaps be a bit more solid and um, and keep you out, or does he try and play his best attackers and see if they can get out your much vaunted defence? I think I think we know what you're going to do. Um, and Klopp kind of plays one way. Does Pochettino try and perhaps spring a surprise or try and set up something quite differently? Um, yeah, I think the Spurs at their best have got a very good defence as well. But um, yeah, depending on who he yeah who plays because this yeah you, we can probably name your uh, one to eleven now Spurs I I, I, I wouldn't be as, as sure on and does that does that give an advantage in some ways that they're not as predictable as you or um or do you just go all out and hope that you you blitz them yeah no, yeah definitely I think they have got uh, that advantage in that you know they, massively so with Kane because um, it's not just a so Firmino is a doubt for us but it's, if we don't have Firmino I mean I'm, I'm I love Firmino. I think Firmino is up there with the, with the best in, in the world in that position. Um, but him not playing doesn't really take much away from our. We've still got a very potent attack. Um, whereas Kane is just a completely different, um, completely different option option for Spurs. Uh, and so a lot lot hinges on whether he plays or not. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it probably. I think with Kane, I think they probably their best player this season has probably been Son, hasn't it? And mm. I think he he probably is. He's great anywhere, Son, because he's just all action and he's, he's great energy and just runs and, and beats people and, and gets in dangerous places. But I think he probably is at his best as a striker. Yeah. So then Kane comes back. He's obviously the club captain and, and you know the boyhood. He's one of our own malarkey. Um, but but he is Kane's obviously it's great to have them both in the team. But does that does that push Son to a place where he can perhaps get in behind a, you know Robertson or um, attacking or does it uh, does it take him out of um, danger a bit more and do you? Will he get swept up by one of your defensive midfielders coming across? Um, it, it's interesting to see how they, yeah, so I just kind of got used to playing through Son and, and also through Lucas Moura, who was obviously the the superstar of the semi semi final. If you go to Kane, you kind of play uh, not exactly back to goal as such Kane, but he is more of a hold up option. Than he mm. does does sometimes come a bit deep and try and play, uh, you know, try and link up play a bit more. He, he's not he's not slow Kane, but he's not got the pace of a Son or a Moura. Mm. Um, yeah, and then obviously we're not we're not talking about Christian Eriksen, who's yeah, kind of the, the playmaker mm. par excellence of their team. I think I think all four of them probably play. Whether they all start though is a different matter. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Kane would be like off the bench. I, I can't remember seeing it to be honest. I don't know if it happened for England once upon a time, but mm. um, it, I can't ever remember him coming off the bench for Spurs. Uh, and yeah, if you, if, do you start Son there? Do you, I mean, you can't start Lorente ahead of Kane, can you? Um, well, that'd be a, that'd be a huge call. Um, yeah, I, I, 
a bit like what you're saying there. You know, with, with, if Kane is the hold-up man and we've got Van Dijk and, uh, or Matip, one of them picks him up. Uh, when if he's not there, then it's a bit more unknown of, of who's coming forward and who's going to pick up Son, interchanging with Mora and Eriksson and Ali somewhere, somewhere around. Um, the one thing that we will do is, like you say, we will attack from the off, and our two full-backs will be barely in our own half. Um, they are good at getting back, but they're, they're definitely um, their forte is going forward. And while that does cause problems for Spurs, uh, if if our fullback there's going to be massive spaces, um, particularly in a, what what I think is also isn't going to help us is that we're chasing that we're chasing that um, that win now. We, we Liverpool need this win uh, for this season to be have uh, be seen as a success. We might all say behind the door behind closed doors, yeah, it's better football than we've we played in the past. It's uh, more consistent. We've got better uh, bigger. To- um, Points tallies, uh, but we've lost three fi- Well, yeah, we've lost three finals under Klopp now. Um, we lost last year's Champions League final. We haven't had any silverware for oh dear, six years, seven years. Um, the last meaningful one was a FA Cup for under Rafa, um, or the Champions League under Rafa, which was 2005. So we're, we've gone a long time now without with getting to finals and with losing them. So Liverpool need this this final, and I wonder whether that as, as Good as Klopp is um, as a man manager, I wonder whether we just, particularly the young boys, particularly like Trent and, and Robertson, perhaps just lose our heads a little bit and just try and go, get out, go out all out this attack uh, from the off, try and put the pressure on the Spurs and just we forget what our, what, you know, the, the danger that Spurs could could hold. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs get the first goal, uh, and it, and if Spurs do get the first goal. I don't know what I would do as a Spurs, <laughs> Spurs from a Spurs point of view. Then, do you, would you hold on to a one nil, or would you? Yeah, so let's say Spurs score inside the first half an hour. What do you do if you potch? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you. I think you pull. Uh, yeah, say so you, you attack and you defend, Gareth. You, uh, I think you, you perhaps leave your, your your attacking lot up there just to cause problems and just try and pin you back a bit. And because it's going to be like you say, there definitely will be space behind Trent and. And Robertson, um, but yeah, I think you've you've got to try and sow some some solidness against and hope the the out of your world has a great game. You've got to hope that um, whoever they play at fullback, Trippier and Chipping Rose, Rose will be, yeah, yeah um, unless Davis plays instead of, instead of Trippier. Yeah, uh, I think you've got to hope that they can and hold up a bit because you're going to have times when they're going to get isolated against the Manel Salah, and you've got to hope they can hold up for a little bit until. Maybe some help, midfield help comes across, um, depending on who they play there. If, if Suzuko uh, has been better this season, um, mm. but um, he isn't your most reliable one there. And, and do they play Winks if he's back, or if not, uh, they, what are they playing? Uh, Wanyama, are they playing Dyer? Um, yeah, neither of them seem the greatest option. Um, but yeah, I, I think you've, you, they've got to, they've got to back themselves and, have some, and show some solidarity and some some, some solidity really, and just. Be able to sustain a bit of um, pressure against you and see if they can hold up against that because you are, you are going to keep coming. You've got great quick players who are going to burst forward, so who who have had a bit of a break and, and a chance to, to re-energise really. So yeah, I suppose we've got to have a defensive game plan that and, and be comfortable sitting in a couple of lines of four really and see and see how, how Liverpool do against that because yeah. yeah, I think you're at best when you've got a bit of space and you've got a load of and you can really get your pace going. Spurs, I don't want to, I don't really want to sit back, but. 
yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have I would imagine less of the ball and and, and be comfortable defending really. Mm. Um and, and hope Larice Larice will have to make a couple of big saves in there with that as well. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, no, I mean I agree, wouldn't shot me Spurs could, could nick a goal. Um yeah. The other thing, for, I mean, this is for both sides really, but Spurs in particular, they've shown that you know, they should take great confidence from their comeback against Ajax. It's a silly thing to say, of course they will, but if if, they, if Liverpool do get an early goal um, or even two early goals, Spurs will know that they've you know they've, they've been there before and uh, got the result against Ajax. It shouldn't take any uh, you know that should give them a great confidence. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, like I say, I keep flipping between what I think is going to happen and then what I want to happen. I'm trying to work out whether I'm just uh, can I see it through um, not quite neutralised, but can I see it as though uh, what I think will happen with my head rather than my heart. Um, I think I think we would. There will be a fast start, uh, and if Liverpool don't score inside probably the first ten minutes, quarter of an hour, uh, I can see Spurs getting one as Liverpool perhaps become a little bit more desperate just to get that first goal. Um, and if Spurs then do get one, I think it'll be just an onslaught for Liverpool. It's how whether they hold out. I don't think Spurs. I don't think Spurs scores many, and I think I can see Liverpool scoring quite a few if they get the first. If that makes sense. <laughs> I can see lots of scenarios. What I'm saying. Yeah, you sound like you've got your bases covered there, Gareth. <laughs> um, but uh, and yeah, no, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. I think if you if you just get out, I suppose have come back. I think they'll struggle to come back against you, um, and I think having to push forward and leave some space against against you would be deadly. Um, but I think I think Spurs have the players that if they could nick a goal, they could not sharp shot, but try and be a sharp shot and hit you on the counter, which mm. might they might find a bit more space. Um, but overall, if I was making a reaction, I'd probably predict. Um, unfortunately, I think you'll probably win. Maybe two, uh, three, I'll go three one. I think two one for most of the game, and then maybe nick, nick up a late one. I suppose. Pull forward. What would be your score prediction? Uh, I'll go with two nil to us. Two nil. Not back in first game on the score sheet even. No. Well, even if even if Kane does play, well, like I say, I hope Kane Kane starts. Um, I think uh, I think that'll be easier for us to defend against rather than. Uh, him not being there. Um, he played against us in the two games we played against them uh, this season. Yeah. But I don't know, we'll see. It's going to be uh, a horribly nerve-wracking <laughs> 90 minutes, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose what you, what you hope for is that it's not, there's not, nothing controversial. Um, yeah, no, um, I mean, well, no, I, I disagree actually. I'd quite happily see um, if, uh, I don't know, if, 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 if Victor Wanyama or Eric Dyer want to um, polex Salah to the ground or do another Ramos style uh, body toss. Ah, uh, that was that. fine, there's uh, nothing, nothing wrong with that. I don't know why uh, Liverpool yeah. fans are moaning about that. Yeah, um, so it's more of the same, please. Uh, yeah, I'd, um, if they want to do that, or, or maybe even better, just do, do it on Mane or try and go through both. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping Jurgen Klopp keeps up his uh, wonderful record in finals. Uh, having won, what is it, 1 1 and lost 6 now he's up to? Um, yeah, well, he's, he's lost yes. 3 out of 3 for us, so. Yeah, um, so yeah, hopefully he can. Um, 1 out of 7, sorry, he's won, yeah. Um, he, only won 1 at Dortmund, that was his first final, he hasn't won 1 since. Hope he can carry on his, uh, his terrible record. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll probably do enough, and uh, yeah, it'll be. Well, part way through what is an unbelievable day of sports on Saturday. We'll start with the rugby, we'll go to the Champions League and finish with uh, AJ. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be 
a good of those where we've just spent talking about it. Um, I think that's all for us this week. Gareth, have you had anything else to add? Uh, no, no, that's great. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll come back to review all this next week and um, yeah, see uh, see how it's all shaken out. So thanks for listening. See you then. Bye.